Welcome one, welcome all to River Do's and River Don'ts. The River Dap. The River Dap. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. <laughs> the podcast where we do creative handshake type motions based on the CW show Riverdale. <laughs> it's We have to describe them very carefully it's an audio because it's an only. audio media. Yeah. <laughs> the Riverdale Review Podcast where we watch an episode of Riverdale... We tell you our Riverdo, the thing we loved about the episode, our River Don't, the thing we most disliked about the episode, and our weekly weird, that little bit of spicy cheese on our omelet that really makes us scratch our head and know that this is, in fact, the CW's Riverdale that we're watching. I am Quinn. I'm Rob. I'm Arlie. And today, we're reviews... Today? <laughs> today, reviews... Today's uh... review... See, my mouth is all fucked. Um, <laughs> is that from being a criminal? Yeah. Yeah. And today <laughs> we review season three, episode five, chapter 40, The Great Escape, directed by Pamela Romanovsky and written by Greg Murray and Ace Hassan. Uh, and just a little production note. We'll try to get these out a little more commonly from here on. I had to move. Moving sucks. Uh, but now I should not have to do that again. Uh, we, we hope. <sighs> shall we shall we get into it though this is this is a bonkers episode let's get it started huh let's get it started in here in here oh my god <laughs> you guys are causing me pain well you know we know what you came here for all right i know We open on just right where we left off, the serpents playing G&G. Very, very subtly, a scenario where the Gargoyle King has imprisoned the party, you know, like how Archie is in jail. (laughs) We use uh, intercut editing to make sure that the audience gets the point about how clever this is. It is a lot. They're, They're being incredibly blatant. One of my notes here as I'm listening to Jughead's narration, was simply, I hate to live in fear of when the gargoyles will descend to feed. (laughs) It's very relatable. At this point, Joachim's actor must struggle against mighty forces to deliver with a straight face the line, it's down, (laughs) baby teeth got to the breaker and cut the juice. (laughs) I can't do it. He's a much better actor than I ever could be. I I can't say that. It's just, it's so magical. Baby teeth got to the pricker and got the juice. <laughs> what the fuck? He got the juice, Rob. What else? What, what more do you need? He cut the um, juice. The salient point, I suppose, uh, besides the, the like, obvious... Uh, uh, Golden Globe snubbing here uh, is that the electric fence is temporarily disabled. As a fight breaks out, just one of your garden variety prison yard fights, uh, Archie's comrades make a run for it, but the guards just straight open fire on them with less lethal rounds, uh, putting that particular attempt uh, in the dirt. Meanwhile, in the G&G version of the scenario, somebody rolls a D6 and Jughead declares, your mission was unsuccessful. Everyone dies. Like good yep. game design. Yes, rocks fall, party dies. Uh, we then cut 
from Jughead's unhinged line to Betty at the end of the last episode to Jughead seeming to believe he's blown the whole thing wide open, rhapsodizing to Betty about how they've been, and I quote, playing this game a lot longer than they believed, because after all, okay, you can do this. What was the hot dog rescue but a quest? What are the serpents and the ghoulies but warring tribes? May as well call themselves orcs and goblins. <laughs> Quinn, I think you have some special expertise in this matter. God, yeah. <laughs> Get me canceled on Twitter for pointing out that that comparison sucks. Fuck. Yeah, he really this, goes this there. Is, there's so much conviction here. Like, it's so ridiculous, and he's just so sure. What uh, else are you going to call them besides orcs and goblins? I don't know. Which don't one know. is the serpents? Are they goblins? Or is I, that ghoulies? I feel like they've got some good goblin energy. I don't know. But they, they were all, everyone was goblins at the end of the Midnight Club, so who's yeah, to who say? Yeah. Dr- well, they don't deal in drugs, though, and drugs turn you into a goblin. Yeah. So they must be orcs, and the ghoulies must be goblins. It's it's confusing. But what <laughs> digging into it, G&G turns out only to exist in Riverdale, and Elderbear is an <laughs> anagram for Riverdale. Apparently the game is all a fiendishly complex, coded message concerning the dark underbelly of the town or something like that it's not clear this is both the stupidest and most and most amazing thing i have perhaps ever seen on tv uh jughead is certain that basically cat assing this tabletop role play like role playing game is the way to catch the gargoyle king mm-hmm. like th- this will allow him to like mind hunter him like how do you catch a game master by becoming a game master yourself. I hate that. I hate it so much. But Cole Sprouse is selling this. He's absolutely selling it. He does unhinged so fucking well. Resolute in his insanity here. It's very impressive. Um, And Betty's basically like, okay, cool. You keep up with that. I'll go do some actual detectiving and basically pats him on the head and gets him a juice box Mm. and then leaves. (laughs) She's like, well, I'm not dealing with this. Oh, it's a good show, guys. It's, it's uh, for a brief it's a shining show. moment, it seems to have been. Um, Hiram returns from a morning run, seeming kind of hardly able to contain an explosive hard-on as he describes to Veronica how Archie failed to escape from prison earlier. It, by the way, continues to baffle me that they live in the same home. The way she speaks to her parents, and th- this is a thing that comes up every time she has an interaction with them. I just think, what would happen if I said that to my mom? And then I realized that I would be dead. Like, well, not even yes, that. Like, you villains, your richly deserved uppance hath come or shall come soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Miha, here's breakfast. Like, if I said, if, if even if it were deserved, if I said that to one of my parents, they would simply put me in the dirt. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't understand. What what world does she live in? Well, Riverdale is the answer to that question. Yeah, like the, the one the one that's written by these people. Um, but if Veronica doesn't take the bait, uh, and Hiram calls uh, weird pervert Warden Norton once she leaves oh, the room. I do think it's very funny, though, that as Hiram swaggers in with his weird hard-on about Archie, you better believe he's wearing a Riverdale wrestling tank top. Hell yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yep, just, just a little bit of uh, environmental storytelling. Yeah. But yeah, he, he puts a phone call into, like, gross perv man Warden Norton, and it seems Norton is too busy literally branding Archie's flesh to take any messages at this time. I 
wrote in my notes, is this a dream? Something about the way that it is shot and framed just had me going Or like, perhaps something about how fucking ridiculous well, it That is. too. I was just like, I, I was literally like, is this a dream? I cannot tell. Did this happen or not? Oh, but I assure you, it's it's real. As real as the game Griffins and Cargoyles. Yeah, it turns out it was real. Betty tasks Reggie, Kevin, and Josie with investigating their parents' involvement with the Midnight Club as they are all suspects. Veronica meets with her erstwhile would-be mafia boyfriend. Apparently the mob has connections with this particular prison that Archie's being held in, and Veronica has some unspecified leverage to offer mafia boyfriend in exchange for helping Archie in some way. Uh, we then cut to the Serpent Zone, where Sweet Pea and Fangs shoot a fucking arrow through Cheryl and Tony's tent uh, in their eagerness to, quote, take G&G off board. Jughead demonstrably plays the part of William Tell's son and has Cheryl shoot a soda can off of his head, all like, okay, your turn next, and it is thereby established that his G&G hog is the biggest, and those guys need to calm down. I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, Fire, did I? <laughs> Never mind. He screamed that so loud. Know. It was so intense. Well, I want to hear your I question, don't... which is why that's... Yeah. I don't want to now. <laughs> Shoot your shot. You know, fire, did I? Do most tabletop role-playing games have a LARP setting? No. Uh, because I'm pretty sure that a game is usually either LARP or tabletop. Well, and if Correct. they share a setting or something, it's a different set of rules because it's played differently. That's kind of what rules are. Yes. Right, like famously, you're not going to be LARPing and like, oh, let me roll my dice while I'm LARPing. Yes, famously, uh, the old World of Darkness games, like Vampire the Masquerade, had an alternate set of LARP rules called Mind's Eye Theater. Wow. Yep, uh, but it was a completely different set of rules. Yeah, but you don't as, just as it would take have to a be. game off board. No, no, that's no. that's crazy. Okay, that's what I thought. Like it seemed insane that this is a thing that seemed to be no, it's, normal. It's not how everyone. games work, but that that puts it in line with like drugs and crime and gangs and murder and schools and city governments and every other thing. Veronica gets a call from Mafia Boyfriend to come as his date to something or other, but in disguise. FP, boy, is upset that Jughead is getting into G&G, &G, and Jughead admonishes him to tell his side of the story, if he's so convinced that the info that Alice spilled isn't the whole truth. Again, Jughead's conviction that he can play a role-playing game hard enough to get inside the mind of a person who either designed it or ran it and is running the most elaborate campaign in the game's history, like, it's so fucking good. Like, the 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 wildness of what Jughead insists that he believes in this storyline uh, blows me away. Mm -hmm. Josie and Kevin question their parental failed civil servants about how they met. So former Sheriff Keller, former Mayor McCoy claim to have not really been that into G&G, &G, but have something to discuss with the kids, which we cut away from. Uh, so they're getting married. Mafia boyfriend then takes Veronica in her extremely convincing disguise to the fighting pit. And when Archie is brought in to fight someone, she literally says, I'd recognize those abs anywhere before the bag is pulled off of his head. Mm -hmm. Veronica is then smuggled in to visit Archie. Apparently they have only 20 minutes to speak and you know they're going to use that time to bone rather than plan an escape yeah my and notes say it's fucks o'clock <laughs> yep archie's like i don't want to talk right now I'm like but why why i'm horny I from the violence yep <laughs> i just i feel it personally if it were me and i hadn't seen my girlfriend in months 
I would want to have a conversation with her. But this is the difference between me and the Stripes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, uh, the, there must not be that much foreplay because they do still have time to plan the escape. So that's good. Um, she's actually just there. This this blows my mind. She's actually just there to tell him he needs to break out because legal options aren't working out. It's not that there's a plan that she's there to tell him about. Like, she got smuggled. She called in favors from the fucking mafia and got smuggled in just to say, yeah, it's bad that you're in jail you should get out that's Perfect. that's what happened i mean this is the same girl who thinks that putting on a blonde wig will make her unrecognizable yep uh it's true it's true uh good fucking luck then that archie has noticed a possibly accessible drain in the bottom of the empty pool used for the fights so that's going to figure into the plan josie and kevin are going to be step siblings as i thought and reggie got punched in the face for asking his dad about gng gee what a nice guy very normal yeah fuck that uh, guy jughead i mean and he he had nunchucks in high school what happened um jughead's ecstatic to hear that betty is in on breaking archie out of juvie uh because springing someone from prison will add the perfect je ne sais quoi to the upcoming gng quest archie has a spooky dinner with creepy pervert warden norton who pretty much straight up says that he's meant to die in his next fight mm-hmm. his last request is to find out how hiram pinned the murder on him in the first place norton helpfully tells him that uh, hiram bribed the witnesses and even more helpfully tells him where he would hide if he were those witnesses because for some reason they have to hide that was what confused me i'm like what are they hiding from anyway i'm just gonna get ten thousand dollars and then go live in a cave yeah it's it doesn't make any sense there's nothing for them to hide from it's it's a very very weird beat anyway it's implied that warden norton worships the gargoyle king dun 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 the show thinks that it is very, very clever now to intercut the Veronica briefing her breakout crew and Jughead doing opening narration for the G&G scenes because they're like the same, you know, like like at the beginning. Yes. It's all connected. Ah! Um, important point of order. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I, I ask I ask Quinn especially because we went through the book. What the fuck is a red paladin? I don't know. He's a paladin who's red and it just... No, no, no. <laughs> because Fred played the Radiant Knight. Right. In Midnight Club. And it was described as one of the classes in, in the, the rundown of Elderver in the book. Right. Uh, Radiant Knight. Yeah. Uh, red paladin isn't real. That's made up. Uh, they, they, they just like forgot between the last episode and this episode, what the terminology of the game was. Yep. When Uh, Archie has red hair, it makes perfect sense, guys. mm -hmm. It's perfect. Anyway, the non-serpent section of the breakout group cooks up some dangerous looking IED shit in the chem lab at school because you can just do that. Mm Mm-hmm. They let you there is no rule that prevents you from doing that, apparently. Uh, you can just get dangerous stuff and make bombs. I remember how the chemistry room in my high school was always unlocked, and the cabinets that had all of the chemicals in them were always unlocked, and they said, go crazy, kids. Yep, curiosity. I mean, that's that's uh, that's how advancement, you know, that's how progress happens. Exactly. So then back at prison, Joaquin randomly kisses Archie, then stabs him in the gut. Um, Judas kiss. Yes, and Jughow, Jughow, Jughead <laughs> just somehow fucking knows that this will happen or has happened or is happening by, as evidenced by the monologue he's doing as GM. This shit is amazing. Uh, it, it is heavily implied through this segment that Jughead can basically see the Matrix in the code now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Jughead is an ascended being. It's wild. 
but help me out here. This this does lead in the next scene to a bit of like extreme confusion. And I'm just going to to let the listeners come along on the ride. I'm going to go through this the way that it ex- the experience went for me, because I know the answer to it now, having seen the whole episode. But my notes are uh, help me out here. Either Jughead is running G&G on board, meaning that the serpents aren't fucking helping break Archie out at all, or they did this previously, like on the night before or something, and it's intercut, and the G&G game gave the group perfect future knowledge on how to break Archie out, like like, like time-traveling clairvoyance about it. Uh, the jury is still out at this point, we'll get back to this, but it was like incredibly, like something absolutely wild is happening either way this breaks. Yes. Either, either they're being unbelievably stupid or they just have incredibly like potent magic powers now, or both somehow. Veronica just says, the warden is my dad. Well, uh, and this gets them past the security and without the password. What is so funny is that this starts a thing for me where apparently everything, at least in Jughead's version of G&G, is a spell. Because yeah. Cheryl the, says the when she's met- spell? Yes, she says, I roll for an intimidation spell, obviously. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> yep. They're all spells. That shit made me mad. Because, like, later there is a Bano protection spell. Yes, we'll get into that. We'll get there. Uh, Kevin delivers some beer, which is likely IEDs. Again, without any clearance. The uniform guard is just like, yeah, okay, take those inside. I feel like maybe they don't get paid enough. Yeah, maybe it's a subtle social commentary. Uh, anyway, Mad Dog is not dead. He's there to kill Archie in a fight uh, when Archie's already bleeding like crazy. Oh, you mean the resurrected hellhound? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, of course, that's what i mean um josie is catering at the you know teen murder fight pit because you know that is definitely something that you just let someone you've never seen before roll up and do on their first day someone who is ostensibly locally famous yeah yeah oh she changed her hair um but yeah so uh they just the, the security situation at the like most illegal thing happening in riverdale is unbelievable uh, in its laxity super lax it's just very it's easy just... to get in and out of that place my next note is what the fuck is a bano protection spell i turned on the subtitles for this it is b-a-n-o yep. a bano protection spell what D- does does that mean something <laughs> It's Hebrews pronounce that it's a banyo protection spell. I'm wondering. It's for when what you the go fuck? to the bathroom and you don't want anyone to right, hear you yes. shit in a public bathroom. Yeah, so the Mad Emperor's tunnel's been sealed with a banyo protection spell. Because <laughs> because the Mad Emperor uh, likes eating Taco Bell. <laughs> but like, yeah. So like, obviously, it's an. It's an analog in the game for a grate at the end of the sewer pipe, but like, why is it not it's, just a protection spell? Why are those extra two syllables put on there? Because it's a sewer pipe. It, 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 there's poop in there. It's per. It makes sense. I don't know about that. It also but could just not. be a lock. It doesn't have to be a spell. Why is it a spell? That's true. But like, are we are we just going with the fact that like it has to be a mispronunciation of Banyo? Like, do we like really think that's to. what it is? Because it's a convinced. Bano protection spell. I don't know what else it could be. I'm not convinced. I think Hold it's on, just, do- you know, like a Bane <laughs> to keep All people right, out. G- Google. No, Google. I feel like I have a pretty solid theory going here. Wait, why does Google think that it's Bono and not Bonio? Oh, to keep out the lead singer of U2? <laughs> he keeps trying to slink through the tunnels. <sighs> that's, a, that's a useful spell. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, did, did you not find anything? Nothing conclusive. It's just perplexing. <laughs> anyway, Kevin attempts to remove the uh, grate from the pipe or break the lock or whatever, and Joaquin just fucking runs past him. Uh, Wait, did we talk about stopping him stabbing Archie him about yet? not getting involved. What now? Did we even say that he stabbed Archie? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. He he did the Judas kiss and then yeah. he went... Yeah, good, 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 yeah. I was just like, hold gave, on, wait. Gave him a stab Yeah. Yeah, it's like, just of all the square footage in the woods, he just runs right past Kevin. Uh, With the energy he... of someone who's running nude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's an excellent observation. Like, it's a very ungainly, like, like if you take the, the Bigfoot video and then just, like, speed it up. Mm-hmm. It's a dicks out run. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he briefly stops to admonish him about not getting involved, stating briefly that he is now in a different gang than the serpents which is important because the rest of this fucking plot doesn't work unless he randomly says this to him it's real good it's very fucking funny mad dog wants archie to hit him maybe to make the show better uh and archie tells him about the plan uh kevin wants to go after joaquin and betty is left to pick the lock on the grate which you know honestly that's someone who is better specialized for that anyway um it's around this point that it becomes clear to me that Jughead is running this session of G&G with an actual timer, mm-hmm. which I think just makes him an asshole. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that tracks. Weird thing happens next. Hiram, who is there, somehow sees through Veronica's perfect disguise. Uh, yeah, it's You mean crazy. the dark dragon? Yeah, the dark dragon God. who gets kicked in the dick. Uh, she kicks her dad in the dick and then does no, she, the fucking she, like... fangs signal. Didn't she stomp on his She stomps on his foot with her stiletto. Oh, yeah. I'm so sad about that. I thought she just kicked him right in the fruit stand. I was uh, no. I mean, looking both at my would notes. Be good, but I really like the idea that she just fucking skewered her dad's foot. Yes, maybe mm-hmm. maybe she caused a minor <laughs> impalement. So anyway, she, she does something with her foot dagger. that incapacitates yeah. uh, her father and uh, does the little fang signal with her fingers across the, <laughs> across the room. And 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 then they all start throwing smoke bombs. Despite the fact that there are no serpents there. That's true. The people who are here mm-hmm. are not the serpents. <laughs> no. And Veronica also is not the it's serpents. Not a serpent. <laughs> and and again, at this point, we're starting to see that like the serpents aren't fucking involved in this. Jughead just no. took half the cast and said, "We're not going to help Archie. We're playing games." Yeah. No. Like. Yeah. Like the game is more important than this on, but... breakout bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's it's real real crazy. I can't believe that he had the opportunity to help break his presumably best friend out of prison and he was like nah i'm playing games no nah, i'm gaming nah, i'm a weirdo i'm weird <laughs> you ever see me without this stupid beanie on yeah um so smoke bombs getting s- thrown mad dog insists on holding back the guards because he won't fit through well, the yeah, grate or just like come with me mad dog and mad dog is like i'm sorry i'm too fucking thick <laughs> but 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 I have to point out that Archie does not see any point at this at this time in like telling him that part of the plan is the grate being removed. He's just like, yeah, I'll let this man die. <laughs> Instead All right. of telling him that yes, he can escape. Thanks, bud. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty dark He's not and smart. weird. He's not smart. And I don't know if that's his fault. Archie escapes the sewer pipe as Betty finishes up the lock. A uh, motorcycle chase ensues, complete with horse sound effects. Mm-hmm. Because obviously it's a cavalry chase in the G&G game. Jughead gets really 
really extra here where the point uh, to the point the where his battle like, theory of your he's screaming so hard you. like mike's dming in stranger things looks fucking restrained uh compared to this that's the name of the uh finn wolfhard kid right yes mike. that is that's turns funny. out kevin was on the motorcycle with betty it was a decoy uh the distraction worked and archie is spirited away in veronica's car and he really does say you feel the battle fury of your forefathers rise within you yeah you know that has the same energy of we are the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn honestly yeah (laughs) like the same pseudo badass energy but then when you think about it for five seconds it's it's really fucking dumb yeah (laughs) what (laughs) yeah no gonna jughead's gonna put that on a t-shirt and then be incidentally racist on twitter oh gosh what what when who you'll have to fill me in on that later that's just a commentary on a general kind of person yeah oh okay yeah that's 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 that makes sense i thought there was like a specific thing no just just that kind of person there yeah um when the hourglass that was running in the gng game runs out jughead goes into a fucking trance saying he'd hoped to have the end of the quest planned out by now but he can't figure out what comes next the warden demands of betty and kevin to show him where archie is and he fucking calls him the red paladin where's the red paladin uh then archie falls thump into the gng bunker the timing uh now is proven that the serpents did absolutely nothing that that half of archie's allies just sat this one out and like that they didn't do it ahead of time either it wasn't like they weren't like scrying for the right prison break plan they just happened to play a role-playing game that in real time was exactly the same as what was happening in real life Mm -hmm. (sighs) Veronica admonishes the Great Escape crew that they must never spill the beans about this situation. She says capiche, so it's like a mafia thing, right? You Uh get it? You get it? Yeah. Hermione seems quite unhappy about Hiram's teen murder hobby. Like, just more in terms of the implications for her political career than like a real objection. Uh, She breathes some fire about how both uh, Hiram and V's obsession with Archie Andrews is going to destroy their family once and for all. She's spitting uh, straight facts, though. Like, now, here's the thing. She's right. She is correct. However, <laughs> I think there's an important round of one of these things is not like the other that needs to be played here because one of them is dating Archie Andrews and the other one is a weird, weird, creepy, sad man. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying that that's also not true, but two things can be true at the same time. No, it's, but it's, this it's is equivocation. Thing. This is centrism. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think that mainstream media would call Hermione Lodge a master legislator. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really wild. At Pops, we learn that Kevin did not find Joaquin because he had to be on the mark to be the decoy. And the Reggie, Kevin, Josie group decide to pull a Jughead, basically, and play G&G to gain psychic insight into what their parents are are or aren't guilty of. Uh, That's what happens. And a news alert informs all that Archie has escaped. Um, there was one thing that I wanted to touch on this episode that I did not remember to do when we were at that scene, but, um, when Hiram comes in after his jog, Veronica looks up from the newspaper and it is the Wall Beat Journal. Wow. <laughs> the Wall Beat Journal. <laughs> yeah. That honestly sounds like a Rickyism to me. <laughs> um... 
Can you help us out and spell how beat is spelled? I want in... you to guess. Is it B-E-E-T? <laughs> no, I wish it were. Because uh, that would be the most similar in spelling and also the most ridiculous in yeah. its implications. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it is not the wall beat journal. It's hmm. the wall beat journal. Uh, that's that's a little disappointing, but yeah, it's still very good. It is. I, I didn't, I just happened to be actually looking at the screen when that happened. And I was yeah. like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh wow. Oh geez. Oh God. <laughs> Betty convinces Jughead to at least sleep for a couple hours before he enters the fucking Matrix again. Um, <laughs> Warden Norton is looking at a quest card in his office that says kill the red paladin, which is amazing because they just forgot, as I said, that Radiant Knight was a thing since the last episode. Mm -hmm. They made cards and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, for this thing that is incorrect. Jughead narrates a fucking lampshade about how it's not well understood why Warden Norton then gives himself the blue lips cyanide treatment, but what do you know? That's what he does. Like, if you have a narration say, it doesn't really make sense why he killed himself. That means it's okay that a character just fucking offs himself for no reason. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, totally normal. Jughead then walks through the woods instead of taking his motorcycle for some reason and sees the Gargoyle King. Boogity, boogity, boo, the end. <laughs> so yeah this uh the best episode of riverdale i mean it's some some good shit frankly what just the most bonkers shit we've seen so far it is just like um, it is riverdale unbound yeah uh let's start with quinn for river dues uh and and go around the table so yeah here. uh i watched all these episodes on friday i actually forgot to write down my river dues river don'ts and weekly weird so most of the time half the time i change them by the time we actually do this anyway um uh, for me, I'm going to say it's actually, it's going to be uh, Cole Sprouse's acting. The way that he's just bringing that sheer level of ridiculous intensity is just, it's something else. Uh, I, I'm really fond of it. He is incredibly unhinged and unpredictable. And just like I said, he's kind of going into a trance at certain points. And just that it's getting to that level from him basically playing Dungeons and Dragons a bit is just it's amazing yeah arley what did what did you think was the best that was also my river do oh yeah yeah okay that's also fair um mine is related mine is related but it's more specific than that my river do is literally that playing g and g allows you to like scry and prophesy like <laughs> Like, it's a role-playing game that somehow playing it gives you magical insight into Riverdale and, like, what's happening around you in the history of the town. Uh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, and they just completely commit to it, and it makes no fucking sense, and nobody involved in it stops and says, wait a minute, why does this role-playing game just make us magically know things by playing it? No one is like, that's weird. Uh, so People are only like, no, stop. Let it not be misconstrued. I'm not saying that because this is a Riverdew, this is good writing or good storytelling. <laughs> I'm saying that this is a deeper and darker vein of madness that they've tapped into here, and I'm really excited about it, and that's why it gets the Riverdew. Fair enough. River don'ts. Let me get started on that bad boy. There's, there's honestly a lot that you could point to, like when you really start trying to pay attention to almost any piece of the plot that goes on here. For me, I think it probably is just the fact that Mad Dog's like, no, I'm too thick to escape. Haha, ha, I'll stop the guards. And Archie's like, okay, 
okay, I won't tell you that we're removing the grate. Yeah, it's pretty pretty stupid and bad. Yeah, it's pretty um, pretty, pretty bad. Like, um, you know, we've sort of established that Mad Dog is this, like, somewhat noble character with, like, a sad story. And, like, we just don't help him for no reason. Yeah, no, like, he should be able to, like, see his family again. That'd be neat if Mad Dog could be a human being. Right, no, it makes no sense. He's just like, oh, nope, all right, you were alive, but now you're really I know not. your tragic backstory, and yet I will leave you here. Not the best. I don't know. It's rough. Uh, I really didn't like the branding. That sucked. I hated that. It's it deeply uncomfortable. It's kind of in character for the warden. But it like, is, but I hated it. It's I hate such an escalation, like even beyond like what we've already seen. Like it just, it is a tonal, it's kind of a tonal whiplash thing. Where it's like, whoa, it, it is doing this. It's kind of like when Jughead just like mutilated Penny Peabody with a knife. Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this, uh, I feel like this show is not the place for like torturous violence. <laughs> Silence, and every time they do it, I just get really upset. Fair enough. Uh, my Riverdome is very thin. Like, it's not a very important one, but uh, just how little of a fuck anyone gives about keeping the, like, teen murder club secret bothered me a bit. Like, just how you can be like, hey, could I go inside your murder zone? And they're like, yeah, uh, if you're leaving snacks, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um... And, like, they have a teen caterer at the murder club who they've never seen before. Uh, first night, like, oh, yeah, hey, we'd I love mean, to have some fairness, extra help. Ashley Murray is, like, 32. Okay, sure, but... But she's fame. playing a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, my dad's the my dad's the uh, warden, so you have to let me in without talking to him or asking him anything. I'm like, yep, you're right. That's the rules. You got it, boss. Yep. So that's, it's a very, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, this episode wouldn't have necessarily been better if they had to work harder to, like, bust <laughs> Archie out. That wasn't the point. I don't know what the point was besides the fact that Jughead has clairvoyant superpowers now. Uh, <laughs> but like... I mean, it, the point seems like they had an idea for a cool sequence and they had to work backward from there. And yes. the sequence was not that cool. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> uh, so that's that's my river note. Again, it's not that much of a thing. So, Weekly Weird. For me, I think it might be like the nude running style that Joaquin adopts <laughs> as he bolts into the forest. Because it's a weird so looking shot. I don't know how else to describe the way he's running other than he's running like he's nude. Like there's uncomfortable <laughs> slappage that he's like experiencing. He's like, I'm not used to this much wobble. And so he's like trying to spread his legs more. Like there's so much. Maybe maybe it's the effect of wearing sweatpants as opposed to like tight jeans and a leather jacket. Maybe. But it definitely <laughs> like he feels like he's he nude. feels so completely he nude in that moment. <laughs> god okay folks you have to see this to really get it but quinn's very correct is the thing it's so good uh i i will commit now to if anyone asks i will take a video of that portion or of that scene and send it to you via dm just Uh. just hit me up Uh, okay well what was what was your weekly weird though arlie my weekly weird is uh the way that (laughs) people who are seemingly cool are just playing g and g like it is the coolest thing ever and i don't know like that whole scene with sweet pea and uh fangs where they were like yeah we're we have a bow now we're gonna we're gonna take g and g off board (laughs) like this is why you don't let cool people play nerd shit doesn't work it doesn't work. It just it just felt really awkward to me. It it is amusing that 
they think that people care about RPGs this much. They don't. <laughs> well, mm, they do, but they express it in very different ways. Right. Well, and and like I I love my friends, but I don't know if I would say that any of my friends are by like mainstream standards cool. They're cool to me, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, like. <laughs> Like, the people who tend to play tabletop role-playing games are not what the the general public would consider cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. that the, the, the dissonance there is a little bit too much for me. Speaking of dissonance, my weekly weird. <laughs> like, what are the two main things that happen in this episode, right? Like, Archie gets sprung out of jail, and Jughead develops the ability to see the future <laughs> and, like, scry places he is not. And gain psychic insight into things. The fact that these two things are in no way related, even though the whole thing is set up like it should be, is my weekly weird. The fact that they play a G&G game that is the exact mirror image of every single thing that happens with Archie and getting him out of prison, but they don't, it's like they're just tuned into a radio station of what's happening. They're not helping. They're not seeing it in advance to help make the plan. They're just spending half the episode showing these fuckers playing D&D and it doesn't matter at all. Like, that's my weekly weird. Like, we're supposed to simultaneously hold the belief that Jughead can magically use G&G to decode the the mysteries of Riverdale and learn about the Gargoyle King and get inside his head. But we're also supposed to believe that it's normal that they just played this game that happened to be exactly like Archie's uh, prison break, but it wasn't actually part of planning the prison break or helping in any way. It just happened to be going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about it too much and your head hurts. Yes. Yeah, so this this is a just like, a, like I said, a completely bonkers episode. It would have been a pretty normal, like, whatever, let's break Archie out of jail thing, except for just everything that's happened with Jughead in this episode is so wild. But mm-hmm. so delightful to watch. Yeah. It's hard to be mad. I mean, personally, it's hard to be mad about it because I just love unhinged Jughead so much. Yeah, it is very funny. I feel seen. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, the thing is so much. <laughs> That's because Jughead's playing a G&G game that has to do with your life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and frankly, that stuff, like, they pull this off with a level of, of confidence, I guess, that at least in the moment gets you going like, okay, I can follow along with this. Like, it's a fun fucking time, and I can't ask for much more from Riverdale. Well, yes, that would be foolish. But yeah, got fun, fun episode. Very stupid. Very and stupid, yeah. We And tune in next time to find out, like, Ooh. how we then go on to make episodes of the show in the post-Jughead superpower watcher powers world. Mm-hmm. But in any case, we will see you next time for chapter 41, Manhunter. Manhunter. Alrighty, toodle. Bye.